On this week's episode, we present you with the disturbingly graphic murder of Elizabeth Short, a.k.a. the Black Dahlia, then review what might be the lowest scoring movie in THC history with the 2006 Hollywood noir film, The Black Dahlia. So throw on your fedora and meet us in the pod shed. We got a couple whiskey sours ready to go, and we're talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. That's your other host, Bailey. It's me. Welcome to a beautiful, rainy, windy fall night here in usually very hot, dry northern California. For at least the next like 12 hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a day. (laughs) It wasn't supposed to rain here in northern California until about 3 Mm a.m. And in the middle... I was still at work, so late afternoon, yeah, it Nick's, started to sprinkle. Nick's power tools were still outside. Yes. <laughs> this is not a big deal to most of the country, but if you are here in California, you know what a big deal this is for us. Yes, we're all outside dancing. So my kids literally went outside of and like course. laid in the sidewalk. I opened all my windows and turned on the whole house fan. Mm-hmm. Just like, welcome. The smell, all of it. So we are in the pod shed. Hell yeah. I wish we had. It's not raining right now. If it was raining hard enough, I would stick my microphone outside so you guys could hear it. Oh, if only. We'll get there. We'll get there. And don't worry. The heat will be coming back in a few (laughs) days. We'll be complaining next week. But for now, we're both in. I'm in a sweatshirt. I got the blanket over my shoulders to snuggle. B has her blankie. And it's a great night. So we just got done talking for 45 minutes because mm-hmm. I was having technical issues. How's it going, B? <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, my God. I have so much to talk about. So we last saw each other on Sunday. We podcasted. We drank. You went and got your hair did. It looks so good. Right? Brittany killed it, as always. Shout out to Brittany. She hey also girl. hosts a podcast called The Creep End, and she's my hairdresser, and we love her. And so I had taken that day off just to you know catch up from having been gone all weekend nick fortunately did also we were walking in the garden and as we walk into the backyard fucking full-blown chicken coop murder (gasps) we lost three chickens oh my god we have the duck do you know how we know how we don't know what oh that's what i meant i guess yes so something Took advantage of the fact that we haven't been clearing the leaves on the roof. Uh-huh. So it was kind of weighted down in one part. It took advantage of that and it was heavy enough to break through the chicken wire. Oh, my God. Got through the roof. Oh, my God. Murked three of my babies. How many? Had three out of how many? So at this point, we only had the four chickens and, and the duck. one duck. So we have one chicken and one duck. Jesus. I know. Thank God they have each other. I was about to say, what a buddy movie. They're traumatized. <laughs> like the one that's left has no tail feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow it was able to like pry the chicken wire away from the fencing mm-hmm. to like get out of a corner and there were like tufts of fur. <gasps> so not gray fur, I hope. I don't know. Nick saw the fur. He was the one cleaning up the bodies. But 
fox, possum. No, possums aren't big enough. Oh, I Raccoon. was gray fur. I meant like um like mimosas color fur. No, no, I no. said gray. But yeah. <sighs> no, it wasn't an inside job. M- meow meows would have been cat. fat as fuck. No, that's true. But she did, however. But she does like a pleasure kill. Maybe. Yes, and so again, we were out of town. She did bring us um a lizard. I found that in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and then twice this week she's coming with critters. Last night. 4 a.m. I woke up to a uh, screaming of a rodent and <laughs> I just locked her and whatever it was in the bathroom and I slowly listened to it like dying for hours. Jesus. And then Nick finally at 6 a.m. comes down the hall with his flashlight like what the fuck and I'm like she- she's been in there since 4 a.m. dude. I don't know what you're gonna walk into. <laughs> oh my god. She is as murder machine yep so that was a really great way to start off my week on top of that the kid was sick and then when she gets sick nick gets sick so everybody got sick (laughs) but we got tested we're negative fortunate for that it is what it is but just a fucking shit show wow so sad about the chickens i oh I haven't named one since our first batch because of this it happens yeah It, it always happens Happen, always find a way into the coop. It happened once at the last house. That's the one that Nick will never let me forget because he was convinced that Stella had gotten out mm-hmm. and got hit by a car because I called him in hysterics. She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> that was Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, ever since then. And then what? The last time was Nick's parents' dog. Yeah. Did us the favor with the old chickens. Yeah, I know. It was awful, but. But then there was a time before, um, before the, oh no, maybe that was the old house. There was a time where it was like, something was picking off your chickens one by one. Yeah. Oh, the. A neighbor's animal. At the original house, you don't, you never knew what you were going to come home to. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, you're really hyping up wanting a chicken coop. Well, I mean, it's nice when it doesn't happen, but nature's a bitch. The poor duck. As the, long as the duck is still around. Could oh, you imagine Nick is doing this fucking duck pond? We're out there. All we're seeing is dead bodies, and all we hear is a quack. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my baby. <laughs> and then we saw the chicken, and we're like, oh, we, you guys have each other. It is. It's like a buddy comedy. Yeah. Like, so, Well, not a comedy. Like a, like a dramedy. So besides my super exciting week, I know you'll appreciate this little Nas X week. Yep. Between my boo. his performance at the VMAs, mm-hmm. which was Sunday. Yeah. Fucking killing it at the Met Ball Monday. Yep. Had a baby shower for the release of his album, which came out Friday, the same day he dropped a brand new fucking music video. Yeah. Who are you? Also, do you follow him on TikTok? I do not. He has been working on a TikTok for a year because he was doing a year countdown to him releasing uh, album of the year is what he claims. Um, But it's that one where, uh, you know, where it's like they're always counting down to like their nose surgery, their plastic surgery or the. okay, And they always do it to the same song. And it's like five more days, four more days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did it every month for a year. So it's like 12 months, 11 months, 10 months. And it gets all the way down until. I just appreciate the commitment. 
oh. to the TikTok he created. To everything. Unless like he, he had fooled a us. baby shower. Unless he fooled us and just changed. It was just all different outfits. But yeah. it seems as though he did it for a year straight. So Kid Cudi wrote to have a gay man in hip hop doing his thing, crushing records. This is huge for us and for black excellence. We love him. The way he's unafraid to make people uncomfortable is so rock and roll. He's truly a rock star. Amen. And I thought that was so well said. It is so perfect. And it's so true because we've had um, a lot of gay artists. He's definitely, I think, the most open and the first one, obviously, in hip hop. But, like, I mean, the stuff he's doing is, like, over the top. Because I think Castro during Gay Pride weekend like, stuff. Why don't you have more black artists featured on your album? And he's like, who would want to work with me? I'm a gay black rapper. Like... Just yeah, typically that's every hurdle any of us would ever have to go over, you know? Yeah, but he's killing it. He is. So proud. Such a great week for him. Yeah, he's so cute. If only my week could have been like that. If only. <laughs> Just be more talented. Be. Uh, uh, other than that, um, I saw that I Know What You Did Last Summer is getting a TV show. So is Chucky. What? It's coming out really soon. I didn't see that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now I've got the Nightmare on Elm Street TV show mentioned in last week's episode to, uh-huh. to find. And now I got a Chucky up uh, show. And a, yep. Yeah. I know what you did last summer show. Love it. Yeah. No, Chucky is getting a show. I can't remember. Somebody famous is in it. And I can't remember who it is. Um, is it a U.S. show? Is it like a. No, it's a. Do you mean like. Like a United States. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a Netflix show or anything. It's going to be on like regular TV. Wow. Okay, then. Exciting. My kids love to talk a mean game about they don't see why Chucky could ever be scary because all you'd have to do is kick him. Mm. I'm like, yeah, but you are completely underestimating how terrified you would be if a doll came at you with a weapon. Right. Not to mention, it's a sneaky little doll. He can fit in places. (laughs) Yeah. Always when you're least expecting him. Amazing. I saw, I'll just talk about it real quick because I know you don't care. I finally saw the movie Black Widow because my family's huge Marvel fans. Okay. And I will say it's much, much better than I thought it was going to be. Great. And I was really impressed by it. And it has our guy, it has um, Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things in it. Love and it. he plays the best character of the movie. Love it. So if you guys are into geeky superhero stuff and you haven't seen it, give it a try. It's really good. Have you seen Malignant yet? No. Have you seen a commercial for Malignant? I have no idea. I'm like, is that a type it's of It's a cancer? horror movie. <laughs> no, no. Well, you're right, but yeah, no. it's a horror movie, and it is out, I think, on HBO Mm-mm. right now. Okay. HBO Max. I heard it was really, really good. Ooh, fun. I heard it was really good. There's a big twist, and I've talked to a few like horror movie fans that have really liked it. Okay. So that's something to watch. Cool. And I've heard from the same horror movie fans that the new Candyman is not good. Oh, wow. Cause it's gotten, that makes sense. It got good reviews. There you go. Your yeah. Good that makes, policy. it makes, mm-hmm, that makes a lot of sense. I heard it is, they were not impressed. That's by it. disappointing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was really excited for the new Candyman. Yeah. Uh huh. So, I mean, I'd still like to watch it just oh, to we'll watch it. Yeah. But make that up does, our own minds. that does make sense. Mm-hmm. I was skeptic when I heard, I'm like, Oh, it got good reviews. <laughs> My world has finally come full circle. Oh. So 
I finally had somebody make a TikTok about how much they liked the hair I did on them. Oh my God. Did she tag you in it? What a day. No, because she doesn't know me like that. And our TikTok is... Our handle, our THC. podcast. But her mom had posted it on Facebook and the owner of my salon tagged me in that. Yeah. So I could see it. Well, but... I look at what you post. Is it one that you posted? No, I actually didn't take pictures of this one. <clears throat> um, I don't know why. I just didn't. I was just really busy. Okay. But she has, it's, she's a teenage girl and she has shoulder length, very thick hair. Okay. S- like hard to brush. Yeah. Thick hair. And she wanted, oh, she's not even a teenager. She's only like, um. 12 I think wow. I think she's a year older than yeah she's a year older than my daughter which might be another reason I didn't take a picture of her but anyways like my daughter she was ready to get rid of her hair and so I gave her basically Lila's mm-hmm. haircut and we she loves it yep we buzzed it down and then it's really long still on the top and it's super cute and she made like a whole TikTok about oh. it and had a caption about how she's never felt more like herself and she finally feels confident in who she is and blah 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 blah. So amazing. How incredible. Oh, a TikTok about you. You're I know. famous. I know. Wow. I've never been happier about anything in my entire life. Never been cooler in my book, that's for <laughs> sure. All right. So that's everything that I have to talk about. Yeah. You're good? Yeah. All right. So if you want to play our drinking game along at home, you guys know how this goes. Take a drink every time we mention a badass big sister, a reference to an old THC podcast episode. Um, If we spill something, if we're not in the pod shed, if we mention the TV show Monk. (laughs) And what's the one that I'm missing? Is that it? No, because we have six. I didn't count six, did I? How do we always forget one? Because <laughs> we're fun. that should be right, right. that should be the last rule. Anytime we forget, every a, time we forget a, a rule, drinking game rule. Oh my god! Cheers! Cheers! Oh my Lanta. Jinx! Golly! We are very ballsy to keep cheersing above oh. the laptop like this. Wow! Look at us go. Especially the, the starting we've had to this to this episode. Yep. All right. Tonight. We are doing the infamous case of the Black Dahlia, a.k.a. the murder of Elizabeth Short. Did you know anything about this before we did this? I saw the movie. A long time ago, though, A long time ago. Me too. So long ago that I can't even remember the movie. Well, spoiler alert, it's a fucking bad movie. I knew you weren't going to like it because it's a noir-style film, correct? It's not only... it's. That I didn't mind so much. It's not enough about her. They go on this fucking story about Josh Hartnett and his character. And, like, and who does he play? Like a detective? Yeah. Oh, And then okay. there's like a boxing story and a love triangle. What? I'm like, where's the fucking murder? So it's mainly more about L.A. in the 40s. Yep. Mm. Yep. Lovely. So give me the goods, babe, because I didn't get any of that from the movie. Honestly, I had to really stretch and find out more stuff about this case because the first thing I read, it was real quick and to the point with very little details. And I was like, oh, well, it's going to be a short episode, I guess. Right. But I did some digging. Um, Here is everything that I used. Crimeinvestigation.co.uk. So there you go, B. You'll be happy. Uh, United Kingdom website. FBI.com. Uh, article by The Guardian. 
an article on biography.com. I did listen to an episode of the podcast Mile High Podcast, which is I've listened to that one, I think. Is it a husband and wife? I think so. I think I listened to them for our 420 episode. Mile High. Yes. Welcome to the party. Are we drinking the Angry Beaver again? I have one left, so yeah. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The, the Belching Beaver. The Belching Beaver. Mm-hmm. Go back to episode whatever. I think it was our 50th whole, episode. Whole lot of Benz? No. I think the Belching Beaver was Z for Zodiac. No. Because I think we were on your bed when I took a pic. Oh, no, no we were on the, my We bed. were talking about how swole the guys were and... Oh, yeah. yeah. But a whole lot of Ben's was um, Alpha Dog. Oh, okay. Then Bobby Kent. Bobby Kent. Yep. Three's a crowd. Yep. Look at all those past references we just gave you guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> also, I will not harp on bad reviews because we don't get very many. We've only gotten one one-star review. If you've given us a five-star review, thank you so much. You are mommy's favorite. We got a three-star review on Audible, which I didn't even know we were on Audible. Amazing. Incredible. But that was the one I sent you where that person liked us enough for a three-star, which I appreciate. Yes. But she did not care for all of our drinking ASMR. Right. We make a lot of noise. We make a lot of noise. Lots of ice crunching. Lots of long drink pauses. Smacking. I understand where you're coming from. We're distracting. We know it. But I feel like that's part of the vibe. It's it's part of us. If we've had to put up with each other and all the noises and the bullshit for I all know. these years. I just feel like that's part of the fun of the podcast. Yeah. It's supposed to feel like you're drinking with your friends. So, yeah, you're going to hear us drinking. drinking as friends. It was so funny. She's all invest in an editing program. I am the editing right? program. You're like, ding, ding, ding. And I leave all that in there because I like it. Yeah, I'm very invested in me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the drinking noises. All uh. right. Cheers one more time with our yes, tickety talkities. Again, watch out, laptop. Mm. Ooh, oh my god, it's delicious. It's so strong. It tastes like uh, island. Yeah, was it pineapple? Yeah, pineapple. Pineapple. Mine is very strong. Well, they're very strong. The ice will melt. <laughs> That's always our go-to line. The ice will melt eventually. January fifteenth, nineteen forty-seven. Okay. Around 11-ish a.m. No. A woman named Betty is walking with her three-year-old daughter through a neighborhood in L.A. When she sees what looks like a broken mannequin Mm. on the sidewalk near an empty lot. Mm -hmm. So she goes up to investigate it because she's worried that, like, it would like scare kids. Some The kids are about to something about kids walking to school and it freaking the kids out. OK. So she goes to check it out. It's not a mannequin. No. Of course it's not a mannequin. It is the body of a young woman. If you're with your kids, are you going to go check that shit out? Well, you know me, B. I'm a bleeding heart. So I actually would think it wasn't a mannequin and I would be scared it was somebody who needed help. Dude. And I'd be like, pivot. <laughs> No. <laughs> Walk away. I would be too scared that yeah, it was. That someone actually in need of Think about how you would feel if it was a person, especially this a young woman, but she's alive, but just barely. And you could have saved her if you would have called 911. No, for sure. And then you would have had to live with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, I would have helped. Unfortunately, there's no helping this particular young woman. 
Her body has been cut 100% in half, mm-hmm. a clean cut. Her two sides of her body are spaced about a foot apart. She's positioned in an odd way. Her arms have been positioned up above her head. Her legs have been left spread open. Her intestines have been tucked underneath her body. Her face, neck, and head show signs of bruising, um, which they later realize is from being, she was beat pretty badly. She has incisions on her legs and arms and like abrasions. Her pubic area has crisscrosses, like crisscross cuts all through it. Wow. The hair has been removed in chunks by like ripped out. Oh, God. Chunks of her flesh (laughs) are missing, including chunks of her breasts. They have reason to believe that she's been raped. Mm. Uh And most notably, she has a three inch long cut that goes from the outside corner of her mouth to the other outside corner of her mouth. Mm -hmm. And she has been completely drained of her blood. In fact, there's no blood even on the scene. Crazy. Her body has been washed and scrubbed clean. There's no sperm found near her body or on her body or Mm -hmm. in her body. And all around, no evidence to go off of. I have a question for you because I know you are a Batman, which is DC. Yeah. Right. When was the Joker created? Are you wondering if the Black Dahlia was the inspiration for the Joker? Well, kind of. So the actual Joker doesn't have that cut in his mouth. Just Heath Ledger's Joker does. Interesting. Okay. I don't know when the Joker was created for DC DC Batman, but I'm a big enough Batman fan to tell you that the original Joker does not have a cut like Heath Ledger does. Mm -hmm. They were trying to make Heath Ledger's character look semi more believable. Okay. The actual Joker was, I think he was like a, I can't remember what he was. He was like a magician. He was a something. And he falls into like a vat of acid, basically. So his whole face is And so when he comes out of that, not only is he now like super duper insane, even more insane than he already was, but that's what changed his features. It drained his face of color. It made his mouth really red, whatever. Okay. So that's the original Joker origin story. Because that's like all I could think about. Yes. Okay. Is Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. Yeah, that's just in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Part, look at you. Christopher yeah. Nolan. Okay. Christopher Nolan trilogy. Go on. So even though there's no evidence, they do some fingerprinting and they figure out who it is. They identify the body. Okay. It is the body of Elizabeth Short. Elizabeth Short is born in Massachusetts in July of 1924. She's one of five girls. I don't know in what birth, mm-hmm. in what order right. she's in there, but she's one of five. When she's around six years old, her dad leaves in about October of 1930 because this is after the stock market crash. They lose everything. The Great Depression starts. Yep. He can't hang. He bounces. Wow. It's actually like he has a really weird disappearance and the family doesn't know that he abandoned them. Okay. It's actually chalked up to, I believe, originally a suicide and authorities believe that he had thrown himself like into a river or something. And they thought he killed himself like so many people were doing. 
after the stock market crash. For sure. Yeah. So now a heartbroken mom raises these girls by herself, which not easy to do in the 20s, 30s, 40s. Or any time, but yeah. Anytime. Especially. Especially hard back then. Of course. Elizabeth grows up to be the most beautiful girl in her town. Mm. She's a knockout. She's got raven black hair and blue green eyes and this like really cool exotic looking bone structure and pale skin and she's gorgeous. Right. And she dreams of a more glamorous life. She dreams of being an actress or a model. She dreams of one day making it to California. But for now, she's stuck in Massachusetts. Yep. Until one day at 19 years old, they get a letter from their long lost dead dad apologizing profusely for leaving the family. He feels awful for it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Elizabeth writes him back and is like, hey, all those years my mom spent as a single mom, you should probably like you owe us some cash for that. You should like break us off something because you dipped out. Right. And he agrees. Reasonable. And he sends her some money. But what he doesn't know is that Elizabeth is using that money to go reunite with her dad because her dad lives in California. Uh Here is her ticket to California, her ticket to possible fame and stardom. The only problem for Elizabeth is that her dad lives in Vallejo, California. Oh, my God. The the beautiful, sprawling. The Valley of the Joe. Metropolis. That is Vallejo, California in the 1940s. Wow. If you, I mean, we were talking about Vallejo in episode 50, Z is for Zodiac, and that was what, the 60s? Mm -hmm. And it was nothing. It was a small podunk farm town. Right. So here we are in the 40s. In the 40s. He's there, though. The tumbleweeds. Well, and he's there because he's at the naval base. Okay. There is like a very famous naval base. Yes. Naval housing in Vallejo. And by the way, if you guys can ever get your hands on, the old naval housing in Vallejo. It is absolutely gorgeous waterfront, like hundred year old housing. Yeah. That's gorgeous. But that's anyways, not what we're talking. About. That's not what we're talking about. And it is a far cry from L.A. and being an aspiring That's a actress. long fucking way from a Hollywood. That's for sure. They don't get along great. They have some sort of falling out. Somehow she ends up in Southern California. But I think she ends up in like Santa Barbara, which I guess is questionable whether or not it's southern california Mm -hmm. but it's on the coast Mm -hmm. and at some point she is popped for underage drinking even though she is not i don't believe she was technically drinking there was some mix-up about a boyfriend and he's drunk something happened and the cops basically send her back home to Massachusetts. Damn. Which is so crazy that cops back then could just be like. Right? Go back to your state. Go Isn't back it? home. That's crazy. She goes back home, spends a few years there. She goes back and forth between Massachusetts and Florida. She works a bunch of odd jobs, waiting tables and doing whatever until she finally raises enough money to get back to California. Now we're in L.A., Now we're starting our lives, right? We're making friends. We're dating. We are making a name for ourselves in L.A. on this, like, scene. Yes. She's not a famous actress, but she's, you know. She's out there. She's out there. She's popular. She's making connections. Yeah. Her friends friends describe her as being quiet and soft-spoken, 
an all-around good girl. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't swear. She does not take random dudes home. We would not hang out with her. No, <laughs> probably not. I mean, we might. I'm she sounds nice. Around. But she's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Of and course. she's always, no matter what her financial situation is, she's always very glamorous. Mm-hmm. She's always very done up. That's how they know of our Elizabeth. Yeah. January 9th, 1947, she has been dating a man named Red. Red is seen dropping her off on January 9th at the Biltmore Hotel, a famous hotel in downtown L.A. She spends a few days there, and there are reports afterwards of people seeing her or seeing a woman dressed in all black, which she was known for wearing a lot of black. But kind of like disheveled and confused and asking for help and saying that she needs help because her boyfriend, she's in danger. But there's never any concrete evidence that that was Elizabeth. Okay. There's also no concrete evidence that that even happened. Okay. Because this is reports that come after she died. And it doesn't fit her personality description, right? Like she's disheveled. Like what? Well, but I guess like if she's in danger, maybe. I guess. Okay. But... Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just no evidence. People could just be lying and right. and saying that they saw that for attention of or course. whatever. So this takes us back to after her death. That was the last time anyone saw her alive was at the Biltmore Hotel, the days leading up to her death. Like I said, they have no evidence to go off of except for the fact that the way her body was cut in half is this big scientific medical term. I don't know what it is. Okay. But it's basically, there's only one way to cut a body like that without yeah. breaking any bones. And you have to be a trained physician or to surgeon know. to know how to do it. Amazing. So that's something to go off that's of. That's huge. Oh, and they believe that she's been dead for about 10 hours previous to them finding her body. And unfortunately, there's evidence that she had been tortured for hours oh, leading God. up to her death. With some really horrific things that I'm not going to go into, but it's just... It's bad. It's bad. If what I read is true, it's pretty bad. Yeah. This obviously is huge news. Front page news, and it stays that way for months on end. Yeah, because that's, like we said, this is podunk, 40s, and... Well, no, now we're in LA. Oh, well... It's just... I mean, if somebody found a body like that right now, it would be huge news. Mm -hmm. The way her body was left was... I mean, could you imagine? No. Mm -mm. And she's a beautiful young woman. Right. And uh, a movie had just came out called The Blue Dahlia. Oh. And they likened the murder to what had happened to Elizabeth. And so that's where she picked up the name The Black Dahlia. Okay. Because she was dressed in all black when they found her. The police blame a lot of the shortcomings on the fact that people and media had trampled the scene. And so they said that they had destroyed any possible evidence. And we've talked about that. That for sure. We have definitely talked about that back in the day. And just things weren't handled properly. You know, evidence wasn't collected Mm -mm. properly. They didn't have any DNA testing back then. Right. They didn't have any like forensics. Of course. So unless you have somebody who watched somebody else do it, I don't know how you ever caught anybody. Exactly. They have very little leads. It all goes nowhere. It does lead to, I mean, just almost so so many false leads, mm. false 
murder confessions, people trying to get attention. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would fake confess to murder, but they had a ton of people fake confessing to murder. Again, we talked about this with the Zodiac and the Son of Sam. And it's like when there's this hype and this frenzy around a certain case, people want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Now, January 21st, 1947, so not too long after they found her body, a mystery caller calls into the editor of a newspaper, The Examiner, claiming to be the killer. He tells him things, the the editor, that only the killer would know. And then he says, and be prepared for a package containing some of Elizabeth's souvenirs. Wow. That package does arrive in the mail. Is this the Zodiac Killers? No, I'm just People, yeah. So, yes. So, a package does arrive with a bunch of Elizabeth's belongings, including her birth certificate, ID, money, wallet, address book, all this stuff. Yeah. Then the letters start happening. Fuck you. (laughs) And the killer sends handwritten, handwritten letters to the newspapers, kind of just saying like weird cryptic murderer stuff Mm -hmm. okay very much like the zodiac killer from episode 50 z is for zodiac very reminiscent this goes on for a while but eventually those stop too there's no more calls there's no more letters at some point the media kind of turns on elizabeth and they start portraying her as like a slut and like an like she was asking for it because she's so slutty. Right. She's out here just partying and drinking and slutting it up with guys and always with the victim blaming. And as we know from her friends and what they told us, none of that is true. Right. The media just jumped on that and easier. made their little twist for it, mm-hmm. which is disgusting. Because it's easier to forget about this girl and what happened to her if we don't like her. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, she is actually buried at... A cemetery in Oakland, California. Wow. So we could, in theory, go visit, go visit her grave Absolutely. when we go, when we're ever home visiting our parents. Her case is still unsolved to this day. That's so crazy. However, would you like to hear about the number one suspect in the case? Obviously. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. I thought I hated the movie before. <laughs> oh, God. That drink is not quenching my thirst at all. The amount oh. of vodka in it is just making me more thirsty. It's, it's doing me just fine. <laughs> it's doing me just fine, too, but it's just not helping with my actual thirst from talking. No. Uh-uh. I did bring a bottle of water. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Let's take a water break. All right, let's take a long pause with lots of smacking. <laughs> all right. There's actually a few suspects. There's like a top five. I'm not going to go through all of them because no. nobody has the time. But I will tell you about a man named George Hodel. H-O-D-E-L. Hodel. This motherfucker has all kinds of red flags. About a million of them. Is he a doctor? Yes. Okay. He is a physician in L.A., obviously, at this time period. He's known for being like a sexual deviant and just an all-around asshole love it he was a scammer he would scam his patients out of more money and they were even wondering if because they had there are again it's so hard to tell if people are telling the truth or not 
There are reports that he had been seen with Elizabeth before, Damn. and people were wondering if maybe he was like trying to scam her out of some money. But we don't know if that's true. Okay. These are just what people said in the 40s. He was being investigated for the scamming issue. Yeah. And they had wired his house, I guess. There was something to do. I don't know. Something about some sort of police investigation. And he had been doing drugs with some friends and his secretary. And basically over the wire, they hear the secretary die. Oh, shit. And then they hear him basically talk about, like, how to cover it up, cover up her body, do this, do that. And she apparently, her official cause of death was ODing from drugs. He did say, however, to the person that he was with, he was heard on the wire saying, quote, Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyway, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary too. Great. Yeah. But that's not all for George. George is also accused, and there are eyewitnesses to prove this, that he routinely raped his daughter, his own daughter, and he's even he even goes to trial for that. Okay. And something happens where the charges got dropped. Interesting. There are so many things with this motherfucker from the secretary dying and it being chalked up to a drug overdose. Yeah. To the case uh, with his daughter being thrown Just out. Everything. Other like things. Said, the scamming flags. stuff. All of these things that he gets brought up for even being like a lead suspect in the Black Dahlia case any evidence that's against him it always disappears in a weird way almost like he's paying off the cops or judges that never happens well we do know that LAPD in the 20s 30s 40s some would say currently they were up to snuff clean squeaky yeah 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 (laughs) no we all know that they were very corrupt um, as illustrated by episode six, mm-hmm. Chicken Ranch from Hell, the Changeling case. Yeah, just like my Chicken Ranch from Hell on That's Monday. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, episode six, remember? Uh, just fucking garbage. Yeah. Garbage cops. I, re- I loved referring to them as pigs because those cops in that fucking movie just, ugh. Now, George Hodel has a son, Steve Hodel, who ended up being an LAPD detective. Okay. And after he retired, he became like a PI. And eventually his piece of shit dad dies. And Steve starts going through his dad's stuff Mm. where he finds two old black and white pictures of a pale woman with dark black curly hair. And her eyes are kind of like almost like closed, like downturned. Her whole face is like downturned from the picture. And the first thing that Steve thinks of is, Holy shit, that looks like the Black Dahlia. Fuck, could you imagine? So he starts digging deeper yeah. into Pops. Because he already knows Pops is a piece of oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He is on board with the fact that his dad is an awful human being. So let's just do this. So he starts digging deeper. He finds out that, first of all, he didn't even know his dad was already one of the top five suspects on LAPD's radar wow. for the murder of the Black Dahlia. But then he starts to notice some other things like the letters that the killer sent to the police department matches his dad's handwriting. Wow. 
And there's a bunch of other stuff he found, too. Just lots of things. There's a great article by The Guardian where he kind of goes deeper into it than I'm going to go into it. But you should know that not only does Steve Hodel believe that his dad is guilty of the murder of the Black Dahlia, he believes his dad is guilty of quite a few murders okay. of young women that took place in the same area of L.A. around the same time. There was a string of murders that he believes his dad is responsible for. And Insane. he believes his dad is the Zodiac Killer. Ooh. Yep. And that's the case of the Black Dahlia. Wow. That's so much cooler than my movie. Everything you just gave me could have easily been a movie. Yeah. And should have been a movie. And yeah. that's not the movie that I got. So you guys let us know if you think George Hordell Hodell is the Zodiac killer. And he was one on the list because you said you looked at the list on the FBI site. It For wasn't. For the Zodiac? Correct. I don't know. Oh, OK. I don't know. This is just Steve, his son's yeah. theory. Gotcha. But it is interesting that that's the conclusion that Steve, a retired detective, came to and just me telling you the bare facts of the case you said what is this the zodiac killer so obvious yeah right and it's not that i mean 1947 to when was the zodiac early to mid 60s that's what i'm saying yeah so it could easily have been george hodel absolutely and it's just right up the way it's like you know six hours away from la skip and a jump incredible on a less Incredible note. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about the movie. I don't remember anything about it. All right. So how, when do you think you saw it? It came out in 2006. I probably well, saw it um, either on HBO or on DVD. I had just moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I probably maybe even rented it from a blockbuster. I think I think I definitely waited for it to be out of theater. Oh yeah, I didn't watch yeah. it in the theater. No. I know for sure I watched it with Lou, I believe in our first apartment. Oh. Nice. So maybe we rented it. We see our main man, Dwight Bucky Blychart. Wow. Played by Josh Hartnett, Mm -hmm. preparing for a boxing match between himself. He refers to, well, people refer to him as Mr. Ice. And he is going up against Mr. Fire. Oh, boy. Exciting. So off the bat. I'm just going to be super random and point out that Mr. Hartnett is in my all-time favorite vampire movie. Mm. 30 Days of Night. That's right. He is. My favorite vampires. That is my favorite vampire movie for actual vampires. Those vampires? Scary. Incredible. Incredible. The whole movie is scary. Also, our boy that we love so much is in it. Ben Foster. That's right, Oh, baby. you know that's fucking noted Twacked in here. out Ben Foster left in a jail cell. Because that's from a lot of Ben's episode 47. And who's he married to? Oh, fuck. I know this. I know this. Don't tell me. Somebody way older than him. Robin Wright Penn? Maybe at one point. Oh. Who? Laura Prepon. Who's from, that? Um, well, from our episode five, Barbie and Ken Killers. Oh. That 70s show. He's married to her? Yeah, they have a baby. I think he used to date I, Robin Wright Penn. I think you're right. As soon as like, you said it, it sounded right. Because she was a right. lot older than him. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's with Donna. Yes. So there we go. 52, 47, and 5, fuckers. Wow. I'll drink to that. <laughs> right? I'll take a big drink to that. 
This is followed by news footage of riots in the streets as violence is continuing between the zoot suits. Yes. And police. And I will say, if we can find a movie on it, the zoot suit riots are very interesting. I'm sure. That is a real thing that happened in L.A. Absolutely. And it's really interesting. And I'm sure there has to be a movie based on Uh, it. Right. Bucky is how I'm going to refer to him. Great. Throughout the rest of the movie. Is now one of those officers... And he's trying to navigate his way out of the riots when he sees Lee Blanchard, who is a.k.a. Mr. Ice. Oh, or, no, he's Mr. Mr. Fire. Fire. Correct. Mr. Fire, played by Aaron Eckhart. OK. Super famous. I don't think he's been in any of our past anything. No, but I know who he is. He is outnumbered by some Navy guys, by some seamen. Eh. And they're in an alleyway. Anyways, because of their boxing, they have like this cool little boxing moment where they like beat people up together. And it's oh, yeah. Kind of hot. Kind of bond. Yeah, they're kind of sexy. But obviously, Bucky's like, bro, you know, what are you doing in my part of the town? Oh. Right. In my territory. In my turf. But we learn the next day at the station that Bucky's department has paired the two men up. They will box yet again. Uh huh. And all the money raised is going to go towards the police department. So at practice, Bucky is introduced to Lee's girlfriend, Kay, played by ScarJo. Scott Johansson. Mm hmm. Who I mentioned earlier. Mm hmm. Well, we mentioned the movie. We didn't really mention her. <laughs> yeah, but people know, know. <laughs> that Black Widow is starring ScarJo. Right. She's giving her opinions about the upcoming boxing match which boils down to that she's really looking forward to seeing the two men with their shirts off yes she is this a good time to mention that don't forget he's also in halloween h2o oh i would wasn't even thinking about that beautiful i I was just looking because um that's there's a reason why but i was looking about i was looking for something about josh hartnett Mm mm-hmm I thought he had done a few of these like kind of noir type movies, but I think I'm mixing him up with somebody else. However, he is in Halloween H2O and we should really shout that out as well as the faculty. Absolutely. And he's both still fine as fuck. Is he? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him he's in a got, while. He's got like facial hair now. He's so fucking he's hot. He's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um. <laughs> uh, uh. When Bucky isn't preparing for his boxing match or fighting crime, he's caring for his elderly father who seems to be suffering from dementia. Oh, okay. All right. He's fairly aggressive towards Bucky. That's rough, man. Yeah. Next up, the main event. Oh, fire versus ice? Fire versus ice. (laughs) The fight goes the distance. Oh, (laughs) fantastic before bucky lets his guard down loses not only the fight but also some teeth Ooh, to lee which he planned because he uses the money from the fight to put his dad in assisted living so he's paid to take a fall mm-hmm. yeah listen who cares yep and for to help your dad and to get you know, yeah who cares what those people absolutely. think of you after the fight Lee invites Bucky back to dinner with Kay at their house. And it's obvious from the get go that they have a lot more money than Bucky. Mm-hmm. It's not really used to it. Mm-hmm. From this point on, they're basically a thruple. Oh, they do 
everything together. And not only that, she is inserting herself between the two. So let's say we're sitting at the movies right now. Yeah. She's going to be in between us. And when they're like scared, she's going to touch both of them. Ooh. Yeah. And Lee knows it. Yeah. And he's just kind of like letting it slide. Yeah. Right. So much so that Kay implies that she is not sexually being satisfied. God damn. But she chooses to stay with Lee because he paid for her to go to school and provides her with this lifestyle that she's accustomed to. Okay. We see the two detectives at a stakeout one day. They are shot at. And while all this is going down behind that very building is a woman walking her baby through a field type situation where she stumbles across our Dahlia. In the middle of the night or the middle of the day? Middle of the day. Oh, okay. It's the middle of the day. All right. Mm-hmm. So she's behind the building freaking out and they're in front of the building having a shootout. <laughs> Lee is handling the shootout situation. Bucky goes and sees that in the open field, the police are surrounding the body as news reporters are being asked not to release the details of the crime to the public. Such as the ear-to-ear facial lacerations and disembowelment. We don't see anything. We get like a side view of the face, kind of. Mm -hmm. But that's basically it. Back at Lee and and Kay's place that night, they're fighting about some guy named Bobby DeWitt. Okay. Lee made his police career when he arrested Bobby for some bank robbery. And he's about to be released from prison. And he Lee storms off. He's all upset. And Kay tells Bucky that she's scared. Mm-hmm. Hold me. Right. That night in her house, she's undressing. And Bucky just happens to catch a glimpse of her at the top of the stairs Mm -hmm. from behind Mm. and she's got the letters bd carved into like her lower back oh you got Mm. something for me (laughs) you got something for me when i said there's like a string of women who died around that same time there's a very famous i guess not very famous not as famous as the black dahlia but there's a case of a woman who's murdered pretty soon after the black dahlia and they were saying that it's the same killer because a lot of the same things happened to her body that happened to Elizabeth's. And she had BD carved into her body. And they were saying that that was a clue because it stands for Black Dahlia. Oh, wow. Okay. I love that. They don't mention that in the movie at all? The, the movie fucking sucks balls. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mention that. <laughs> So I guess it's like an Easter egg that if you know every fucking detail about the Black Dahlia murder. No, this is Bobby DeWitt. Oh. BD. BD. Yeah. Bobby DeWitt. Not Black Dahlia. The fucking title of the movie. I'm so mad. Well, that must be some kind of weird Easter egg because there is a murder that happens after the Black Dahlia. And like I said, the body has BD carved into their skin. So that has to be like something that they threw in there on purpose, right? Bucky later learned <laughs> that Kay oh was God. Bobby's girlfriend. 
and Lee stole her and Bobby's money the night before uh, Bobby's arrest. And that's what the two were fighting about. So Lee's kind of a dirty cop. Back to the murder. The coroner, Back to it. The coroner gives the gruesome recap of what poor Elizabeth encountered, but nothing compared to what you... Mimosa's in here. Shut the fuck up. You just scared the shit. <laughs> Did your cat just scare the shit baby. out of me? Hi, Nugget. Wow. Terrified. That's what her prey feels right before she pounces on them. Oh, I she see. She was so quiet. She didn't even make the screen make a noise. All I see is your face and I hear the... And then there's an animal. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe your fucking cat's in here. <sighs> Mimosi. Let's get to the organs, the blood, that she either died from the facial laceration or the extreme beating that yes, she endured. That's true of the case. Um, Something like a baseball bat. But we, again, oh, Jesus. We, we've seen nothing. Uh-huh. After confirming her ID from here point on, it's interesting that they call her Betty. And Betty's the name of the woman who found her. Yeah. Yeah. From here. That is weird. All they call her is Betty. They don't call her Black Dahlia. They don't call her Elizabeth. They call her Betty. Why? Because this movie is fucking weird. That is so weird. No one has mentioned a Betty besides the woman that found her. Bucky and Lee go to question her dad. He's a real piece of shit. Just like you were saying about like the news and whatnot, trying to make her yeah. look like a slut. That's her dad at this point. Like, well, she wanted to perf- pursue that Hollywood lifestyle. Mm. That's what you get, right? Mm-hmm. Slutting yourself about and just Gross. putting yourself out there. It's around this time that Bucky notices Lee is acting weird. And he, in the movie, calls him squirrely. But he's acting squirrely. (laughs) He goes to Kay to talk about it. And she acts concerned, like, what's going to happen to us? And Bucky assumes by us she means her and, like, her guy, Lee. Uh But no, she makes it very clear that she's more concerned about her relationship between her and Bucky. I mean, wouldn't you be? It's Josh Hartnett. Well, fuck yeah, but this makes him real uncomfortable. Yeah. This is his partner in crime, literally. <laughs> Bucky is given a list of people who may have known Betty, one of which includes Cheryl Satin, played by Rose McGowan. Flashback to Rose McGowan. I know who Rose McGowan is. I'm trying to think of which episode we talked about her. Episode. Oh shit! <laughs> Scream! You threw the Josh Hartnett at the yeah. H2O at me. So yeah, I know. I, I, yes, <laughs> we're of so course. fucking Scream. dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, episode one. Meet your Scream team. Cheryl tells Bucky, "It's not that Betty had too many enemies; it's that she had too many admirers. Mm-hmm. That combined with the fact that she had a really bad reputation for lying." Doesn't sound like the Betty or the Elizabeth we know. No, but, you know, mm-hmm. what do we know? She points him to a Lorena or, yeah, Lorena Mertz, a shady studio that Betty had gone to screen test at and a lesbian nightclub that she was seen at. Oh. They question the bartenders at the nightclub and Bucky meets a Dahlia wannabe because 
in the movie, they make it seem like the Black Dahlia is like a character that people play. Nope. That people like dress up as like this Black Dahlia figure. It's like a known type of, of girl. Nope. Because nothing about that in real life. Yeah. Because he meets a Dahlia wannabe, Madeline Linscott, played by Hillary Swank. Unless it's something like the case is so famous that people are now dressing up as the Black Dahlia. No, uh-uh, it's absolutely not. Madeline comes from money. And her father also disapproves of her performance lifestyle, just as Betty. Mm-hmm. And while she's happy to answer Bucky's questions, she does request that her name be left anonymous. Okay. She doesn't want to be linked to the case in any way. She doesn't want to upset her family, as she says. Madeline has a little sister, Martha, played by Rachel Minner, who, who was Lisa Episode 49, Bully Bobby Kent. Really? Yes. Whoa. I know. Nice one. I know. How exciting. Bucky and Madeline begin a romantic relationship. It's only then that she reveals that her dad is basically only rich because he cuts a lot of corners and builds some really shady houses and like sets and stuff like Uh that. And also... Um, that at one point she did reach out to Betty because she was intimidated by her, wanted to size up her competition, but claims that nothing came of their meeting at Cheryl's place with Lorna. Okay. Bucky finds Lorna at a park one day. She tries to run. He tackles her. It's a great fucking scene. I love seeing Josh Hartnett chased down this woman in like a beautiful scenic <laughs> park and just fucking tackle her to the ground. Amazing. According to Lorna, she asked Betty to do a stag film, right? Porn is illegal at this point. Uh-huh. So we're stagging it up. Okay. And Betty was an easy choice because she was like so easily influenced. And desperate for cash. What are they talking about in this no, movie? No, girl. This has nothing nope. to do with the case. Nope. I don't even know where we are or what's happening. It gets so much worse. I can't. <laughs> what? We see in the film that Betty was very much so uncomfortable not giving consent when Lorna fucks her with a dildo from behind. What? Watching this makes Lee so angry, he storms out of the room, much to the embarrassment of Bucky, knowing this makes them look bad in front of all the rest of the guys, all the, like, officers, whatever. This, combined with the fights between him and Kay, makes Bucky question his partnership with Lee as innocent people are dying because of their shitty jobs as cops. Wow. He goes to Madeline for comfort. They fuck. (laughs) He asks her once again, is there anything you might be leaving out? Something I should know about your relationship to Betty. And she admits that last summer the two made love. But only because Madeline was curious what it would be like. And Bucky's not so much upset with the fact that she had sex with Betty, but more so that she lied about it because he's been withholding her name this whole time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, fuck you. Like, you asked me to keep this secret. 
you should be able to trust me. Now you're telling me you fucked her. What am I supposed to think? We just had sex. He storms off in a rage. Man. Right. He goes to find Lee, but can't. He's informed by Kay that Lee found out about a drug deal going down between BD. Not Black Dahlia, but Bobby DeWitt. Bobby DeWitt, the one and only. <laughs> and some other convict. Bucky shows up just in, just in time to see Lee get attacked from behind. During the struggle, both men end up falling from the balcony headfirst into a fountain. And we see the bloody mess and the dead bodies. Just as... Uh, Bucky realizes that Lee is dead. He gets hit from behind, knocking him out, but not killing him. So Bucky is left to inform Kay of what happened to Lee. At Bucky's dad's apartment, we see that Lee set up like a Dahlia obsession room, like a fucking stalker room. Like he had stolen evidence and reports. Lee? Yeah. Okay. Clearly obsessed with the case for whatever reason. Because of this, Bucky is blaming himself for Lee's death, thinking like he should have done more to be there for his partner. But Kay is convincing him you've done everything before they have sex on the dining room table where the very threesome were having like weekly dinners together. Beautiful. How romantic. I know. Love a romance. The next morning, Kay asks Bucky to fix some loose tiles in the bathroom where he finds hundreds of stolen bankrolls that Kay pretends to know nothing about. Oh, Oh. mystery. She reveals that the money was taken from Bobby DeWitt. Pissed off with no one else to run to, he goes back to Madeline. Oh, yeah. For more sex. (laughs) God damn. And this is the first time we get a really nice ass shot. Okay, Josh. From Josh. It's a real good deal. And the case shows up afterwards at Madeline's place to confront Bucky like, you'd rather fuck this girl who looks like the dead girl all over the news? Like, Oh, you- my God. <laughs> also, how does she know where she lives? I don't even want to go. For whatever reason, this makes things click in Bucky's head. He figures out. Where Betty was killed, the set of the stag film that she did with Lorna under the Hollywood Hills sign. Okay. Behind the set is a creek and a lock shed where he finds a bloody mattress, hair that matches the victim, and this image of a joker with a wide grin painted on the wall behind the bloody mattress got it that's why you're asking about the joker bucky (sighs) recognizes the painting as he saw one similar at madeline's family's house oh it's all coming together now he realizes that madeline's dad was the one that built the shitty fucking set Uh of the stag film so he goes to confront them you had mentioned like an incestuous relationship. It kind of gets hinted at between Hillary Swank's Madeline and her dad. 
Yeah. She's like laying on the stairs like with her head in his lap and they like go to like kiss each other uh, as Bucky's walking in. In all fairness, I believe um, George was just raping his daughter. Okay. I don't think there was any yeah. sweet head in lap kissy action. Mm-hmm. It's at this point, though, that Madeline's mom reveals that she had an affair with her husband's best friend, Georgie. And Madeline was their love child. Okay. <laughs> Threatened by Georgie's infatuation with Betty's films and how similar Betty looked to their daughter Madeline, the mother confessed to luring Betty to the set to be killed. Okay. We see in a flashback the mom hitting Betty with a baseball bat multiple times before slicing her face open while she's still alive. They've got her head in like a a vice. Okay. Before Bucky can arrest the mom, she shoots herself in the head. Great. But that's not good enough for Bucky because he also knows at this point that Lee had already figured all of this out mm-hmm. and come to do this very fucking thing and you know, confront Madeline and her dad And Lee was blackmailing the dad to keep quiet. So Madeline was the one who assisted in Lee's death. Okay. Back on the balcony. Mm Mm-hmm. In revenge for his partner's death, Bucky kills Madeline, shoots her in the head before he gets back with Kay, who welcomes him with open arms, and they live happily ever after and that's the fucking movie what is that movie about? what is that movie? <laughs> what is it, is it a boxing movie is it a crime movie it <laughs> i can tell you what it's not it's definitely not a it's black, not dahlia, a black movie. dahlia movie no the fuck awful they just made shit up huh awful they threw in some weird easter eggs the georgie and the, and the bd and the the i mean the description of what happened was accurate it was very narrowed down like yeah and the corrupt cop what the fuck i'm giving it a one what is going on i'm giving it a one i can't believe i might even give it like less than a one like it's like it's bad five knife what the fuck i can't believe it they just like made everything up and it's not good i guess it's still not a good movie if you're gonna make it up make a good movie (laughs) it's not good wild yeah. Absolutely wild. And the acting's bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, I, I am. These are good. Aaron Eckhart, ScarJo, Hillary Swank. These people I know, have been like I nominated mean, for shit. There's only so much you can do with like a terrible script. It's bad. I wonder what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. So I know I, I remembered <laughs> not liking it. To be fair, okay, to be fair, when you sent me the text letting me know that was the movie, I was excited because remember, I get all these confused. Uh The second I started watching it, I was like, oh, no, I remember I don't like this movie. And the whole time I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I don't like this movie. So without even knowing that everything was wrong, Mm -hmm. that all the fact, believing, believing the movie at the time I'm watching it the first time. Thinking, okay, maybe this is real. I still didn't like it. And now knowing it's basically bullshit. It's all bullshit. 
Man, you should see the reviews, B. This one, okay. Debbie Lynn Ellas from Behind the Lens says, a lover of not only film noir, but the grandeur, grandeur and grotesqueness of early Hollywood in Los Angeles, the only thing given to me by the Black Dahlia is a black hole of disappointment. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. This movie isn't more than 10 minutes old when that question pales next to these. How can you make a movie this bad with a double Oscar winner, Hilary Swank? Yeah. How can you use Scarlett Johansson so stupidly? Oh, my God. You taking the words out of my mouth Jeff so much. Slum. Oh, that's so funny. Perfect for the podcast, though. An overindulgent and often confu confusing stab at film noir, the Black Dahlia leaves little to be desired as the director continues to prove that his best days are behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, there you go, guys. I'm so glad I got to suffer through that shit for you. So that you don't have to. And here's another example and a reoccurring theme on this podcast. Real reviews don't mean shit. It's our reviews. That's right. Just like with Candyman. Don't believe yeah, what because, you read. Listen, these are some negative reviews that I'm reading because it's kind of funny because of how much B hated the movies. And by the way, these scores, 1.5 out of 4, <laughs> 3 out of 5. Anyways, for all these negative reviews, there are some good, there's good reviews mixed in there too, so... Of, there's always going to be. You know, if you and wanted to just fine. do the positive reviews, you would think that you were watching something very groundbreaking and incredible. Wow. But I just wanted to read a couple of the bad reviews because I thought they were really funny considering how much you hated that movie. Oh, my God. And how much that we now know it had absolutely nothing to do with the like case. Like I said, I didn't like it before I knew it was full of shit. I dislike it even more now that I know that it is full of shit. I just wish I could have been in your head as I was telling you. The I was dying. I was fucking dying. Like, I think so not a thing. Not a thing. No. Not a thing is the same. And then here you're all, oh, well, the BD does cut. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Bobby DeWitt. In all fairness. It is. Yeah. Well, no, but what I was going to say is in all fairness, they have no physical evidence to for sure tie that. I was trying to look it up while you were talking. I couldn't find it. But to tie that woman's murder to the Black Dahlia. Okay. The BD could stand for anything. It could. People were just throwing it out there that it could stand for Black Dahlia. That's but it so could stand for Bobby DeWitt. Funny. It could stand for uh, whatever. Bella Dwyer. It could stand <laughs> for fucking anything. But they were just like, oh, that, that particular case was, I believe the woman was left with a beaten face like Elizabeth right. <laughs> and there was a couple other things I think there was like a handwritten note left with the bot there was something that was very similar to the Black Dahlia and that person had BD like I said carved into their body so, so they had just assumed it could be BD for Black Dahlia but it could be BD for anything again based on what I already said to you earlier off of only what you told me and nothing more we could have made a better movie that's what for it comes sure. down to and especially if you have such heavy hitters. Like, That's what I'm saying. You can trim the fat down to nothing and still make a better movie. Yeah. I don't know why they felt it necessary to add this boxing bullshit. Let's sprinkle in a little Zoot Suit Riot, but not actually get into any of it. And yeah. then sprinkle in this poor girl 
Elizabeth Short and then call her Betty. And do the same thing that the press was doing for years, which is like. And turn her into a slut. her. Yeah. Yeah. And have that whole scene where she's getting fucked by a dildo. And then what make the it look that? as if it had been solved and it's not. Yeah. And bring in porn. What? No, not even porn. Stag. Stag <laughs> I know. I know. That is it's, so weird. Uh-uh. Nope. All right. We'll give it a 0. 0.5 knives. You're getting half a knife. You're getting a little tiny less steak than knife. fucking Gacy. I think. I think Gacy got a solid at least one or two. I think. I think Gacy got a one knife. Yeah. Oh no. You're getting is, a half a knife. This is garbage. Wow. This is bad. 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 Well, <laughs> so I'm glad we got to do it though. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your look of the week? Oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, no problem. I did all this work. Um. It was very. <sighs> like reminiscent for me because I knew immediately that I was going to go this route when I saw the cover. Yeah. Because it reminds me a lot of my wedding makeup. Yeah. And obviously this headpiece is from the wedding. Yeah. This is the second headpiece I wore because I did the like birdcage for the actual walk down the aisle moment. And then I did this for afterwards. It had the little piece of lace that you had given me. Yeah. It's still in it. Cute. And so I just had like a whole moment. And it, yeah, it was very sweet. Coming full circle. Yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it's taken so long for me to appreciate the moments in, like in an endearing, sweet way and not have it be sad. Yeah. Right. That I could actually like open the box and remember my wedding day and remember that moment between us and the whole thing and just actually appreciate it for what it is and not make it into something sad and just have it be that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we're 36 and you're still we're still working on processing emotions. I know. It's new it was for nice. us. Well, it's new for you. Yeah. It was nice. So that's good. Yeah. Do you want to tell people what you're talking about? Or no. do you want to leave it ambiguous? No, I want to leave it. Yeah. We're going to leave it just. Between us. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we had like a very sweet moment the day of B's wedding and um, it involved this like piece of black lace and I wanted her to incorporate it somewhere in her dress, bouquet, whatever. Yeah. So you put it on your headpiece that you wore this like cute little like head adornment for the reception for post mm-hmm. walk down. Right. It was the closest I was going to get to like a fascinator. Right. right. Think, think like yes. derbies and like london and yeah the whole mm-hmm. yeah perfect yeah so that's great so you wore it tonight it is very on brand yeah with the black dahlia and the time period you did the lips mm-hmm. you did the dark eyebrows and the makeup yep we had a backdrop in my kitchen my child was very confused by the whole thing like mom what did you do to your face and i'm like i'm trying a new look what do you think and she's like mm. that's so funny <laughs> And our death moth earrings will be making an appearance. Love that. Right. I'd like if this is any time to sneak to them in. To show off the death moth yeah, earrings. Yeah, to sneak them in. Because it's hard to show off like studs. It is. But you'll get a good view of our death I moth think earrings so. that we have talked about quite a few times. I wear them to work all the time. And really quickly, I do want to just say, I'm pretty sure this was during the 45 minutes that we were uploading or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that you had talked about. Carson Daly. Yeah. Right. So I didn't watch all of the VMAs, Mm -hmm. but I did watch the performances Mm -hmm. and I knew basically all of them. And I was very proud of myself because of that. 
Good right? job. Even because Nick was home with me, like I said, and he's like playing his game or whatever. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm watching the VMAs. He's like, the huh? The what? And I'm like, oh, God. Like, how old are you? And he's like, like, I remember the VMAs, but what? And I'm like, yeah, I still think some of these people are relevant. Like, I love Doja Cat and obviously Kid Leroy and Justin. And like, yeah. I thought the performances were great. I don't care about the filler. Yeah, All yeah, the yeah. shit in between. I don't give a fuck about. Except for Conor McGregor trying to fight Machine Gun Kelly. In all fairness, that was not part of the <laughs> show. <laughs> so, and throwing his drink on. Oh, my God. In his magenta was, fucking. Poor Megan's basically naked on the red carpet. So now she's covered on her body. Whatever right. he's drinking. Poor thing. Awful. <sighs> I know. That was so funny. And. Had he actually punched him, of course, it would have been devastating. But Machine Gun Kelly's so tall that, like, there, there was it never looked like if Zoe was trying to punch you. Right. It's it was. <laughs> like, if a toddler was trying to punch an adult. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, it was very reminiscent to old school VMAs. I don't know if you remember the VMAs 100,000 years ago when Pamela Anderson was dating Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. And then him and Tommy and the Lee. Thong and oh, yeah. And him and Tommy Lee got into a fist fight at the VMAs. Oh, I think I don't Kid Rock the fist fight, no. punched Tommy Lee because Tommy Lee came over talking shit and Kid wow. Rock punched him. So, you know, it kind of reminded me of like old school VMAs, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. A little excitement. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I have watched some clips online, mainly performances. Like I said, I didn't watch it. All I watched was the performances. Yeah. That's it. All so, yeah. You can just YouTube. watch those on YouTube. Yep. That's what I did, too. Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. uh, These are the reason for the awards is the performers, like the people who have been making the efforts. So I want to see it. Amen. Love it. But I did. I was very proud of myself. I didn't feel ancient because I was like, oh, I recognize. I know these people. Uh I know that song. That's so cool. It's all because of TikTok. It It keeps us cool and young. (laughs) That's right. And me working with children. Really quick on a TikTok note, I will say I'm loving my DIY Halloween decorations, but they are not as easy as the fucking 30 second TikTok makes it look. God, I'm like, how's how's the ghost going? Is the ghost an easier one? Yeah, those are fine. So I did Nick's body. Mm-hmm. In chicken wire? No. In I'm doing saran wrap yeah, okay, and so packing tape. Yeah, yeah, and packing tape. So what's really fun about that is he realized by the time that we got up to his neck and then he couldn't move, like if there's a fire or if someone tries to break <laughs> it, he's like, I, he's like, I literally can't move. Oh, now <laughs> he's worried about someone breaking in. Not any of the rest of your lives. Because especially, like, I didn't even have his arms loose. I had him cross his arms across. Yeah. Like, and so he was just stuck. He was, like, mummified. You could just leave him. It'd be so funny. And I know it gets sweaty because when I did it to Violet, like, I remember releasing her, like, cutting her out of it, yeah. how sweaty she was. So he's just in this. That is so, so funny. Uh-huh. So that was good. But, yeah, they're not as easy. As they look. They're I know. Very I saw one consuming. with um, the chicken. Because I've seen the chicken wire dresses. Yes. But this one was a guy taking chicken wire, cutting it, 
and shaping it into the like shape of a body. They're incredible. And yeah, he's like, it's so easy. And I'm like, oh, this probably is easy. And he's like, all you have to do is. And then he started doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. I'm not even doing a second of that. And chicken wire hurts. I know. Well, he was wearing gloves. Yeah. But I know that's that's exactly what I thought. Well, chicken wire is sharp. You got to cut through it. You have to. Mul- nope. Not doing it. That's why I went with the plastic wrap and the packing tape. Yeah, Absolutely. Also, because I can order it through work. Hey. <laughs> but you didn't hear that here. No, nope, of course not. And then all you have to do is like put like maybe like a little light or something at the bottom and it look like it's glowing. Uh, so the one I did of Nick, I am got a dollar store bloody gauze or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm going to wrap it in that and then I'm going to finish it in the spider web. So it's going to be like my guy that's been spider webbed by oh, the big fun. spider. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm on it. So exciting. But again... Three million years later versus a 30 second TikTok. I'm like, of course. oh my God. And then think about all the time they spent editing the TikTok, the TikTok. down. Man, mm-hmm. they are putting in work. Yeah, Cherie said that same shit. She was watching Violet watch her weird fucking YouTube videos. And she's like, the views these people get mm-hmm. and the shit that they're doing. And I'm like, yeah, but what you're not realizing is all the effort it goes into off time that you're not seeing. They have to come up with these stupid skits. They have to yeah, practice them. Like, they have to edit them. But there's easier videos than that because yeah. I've seen Zoe watch videos. Of just of, opening toys. Not even that because you have to spend money on that. <clears throat> of people getting dollar store stuff. Yeah. And just like dipping the brush in the paint and then putting and then mixing it with glitter. And really? then put like just super easy dollar store situations. Yeah. And I'm like, it would be so <laughs> easy. And they have 100 million that, views. That and foot pictures on OnlyFans. I'm telling you. And used panties. Yeah. How hard is right. it to mail in some panties? I know. And you get paid to do it. My husband's like, I'll wear some panties. All right. And mail I know. In. Fuck it. If anybody's struggling, these are your side gigs. Foot pictures. Dollar store crafts. Totally anonymous foot pictures. Mm-hmm. Dollar store crafts for toddlers and on YouTube. Used panties. Used panties. Yep. You can find websites where you Anywhere. Just mail in your used panties. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they have you write a quick description of what you did that day. I always make get, it up. I know. I know. I always get too scared. I need to like set up one of those fake email accounts and like fake. So there's no ties to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to be getting all the notifications like ding, ding, ding. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's another week (laughs) in the can, as they say. (sighs) What a week it was. Um, The tie ins were great. I did not expect that. I did not expect the Zodiac tie in at all. Mm -hmm. That was very cool. I did not expect how terrible your movie was going to be. So that was very fun. That for me. was really that fun was also. Super fun. And then another week of me in full-blown makeup. Yeah. But this is like real makeup. It's so real. you should be able to come take it off. Yeah. It's not like clown makeup. I know. But still, it's like I put black eyeliner on my lips to get my lips. Yeah, but I do that all the time. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Just a little. Nothing. Some micellar the water. The fucking eyebrows. <laughs> I know. Nothing. Some micellar water can't fix. I know. All right, guys, to see pictures of B's Look of the Week and pictures of the case, THC Podcast on Instagram. If you could please leave us a like, comment, subscribe, five-star review, that would be awesome. Preferred. We would love it. And we will come up with something for next week. And until then, we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Adios.